0: It's season three and we're back. No more waiting for those three dots to appear after a risky late night text. Forget about what you're going to wear to Target in case you run into your ex-boyfriend's new wife. This season is about to be such a vibe that it's also a complete mood. So ladies, plug in your salt lamps, tell your mom you'll call her back later, and then get in formation. And if you're ready to live your truth, they only have three words for you. Let's go, girls. Hey, BBs. Welcome to the Molly's Not Meek podcast. I'm Molly, but I am not so meek. Join me every week. That way we can dive in, sex, relationships, dating, literally owning your power, being in your divine femme, all things that we feel are a little taboo to talk about because I literally give zero fucks. So let's do this. All right. So season three, week two, part two. Kayla's back for another round because we just couldn't talk enough. Y'all, this episode is going to be so magical. It's actually with my girl, Kayla, and she is a complete embodiment coach and self-love expert. You guys are going to die. You're going to love her. Um, She literally teaches women to embody their higher self by expressing and experiencing new love and trust and intimacy within themselves and all of their relationships. She spiritually mentored me as I dove so deep into my own truth and my own self-love journey all last summer and her superpower is using her intuitive wisdom like her downloads y'all i can't even she has so many modalities she'll use human design hypnosis and like lots of quantum techniques and they are seriously magic she will literally text me every now and then and be like bitch i got a download and i'm like yeah you did because that is so spot on she lives in california she is a single mother like me and she went through a divorce recently and I'm just so excited! You guys are gonna fucking love this episode. Ugh! Wait no more. Oh my gosh! Welcome back, Kayla. I'm so stoked that you're here for another round. We literally just couldn't get enough of each other, <laughs> per usual. Um, so <laughs> here we are. We decided to do a part two from last week's episode. Um, I actually like pushed back a few episodes just so that they could like coincide and just really flow together because. It just had such a great fire flame to it that we were like, this has got to keep going. <laughs> yeah. We have to do so at least one more. Back. Yeah, <laughs> at least one more. <laughs> There'll probably be more, but. Um, so I'm just like really excited to like dive in and we kind of talked prior to this, but one of the things that we really want to get clear on is there's a real, real fine line in relationships and we kind of want to dive in a little deeper to that because we talked about like in our last episode about how. You know, relationships can be messy, and, like, that's fine. Like, nothing in life is perfect. As we aren't as individuals, like, neither is our relationships. And, like, having a conscious relationship, it just takes effort. (laughs) But, Kayla, I want you to elaborate. Elaborate. I can't even talk. Elaborate. (laughs) A little bit more on that for us.
1: Okay. I would love to. Um, And I'm so (laughs) happy to be back. So... Something that came up for me when I listened to our episode back yeah. was that I had mentioned it's okay for things to be messy. Mm-hmm. And I felt like after I listened to it, I just I immediately messaged you and said, we got to yeah, do it right too. <laughs> because that, that's true. And the messiness is only okay as long as everybody is learning and evolving and growing.
0: Mm-hmm. growth
1: is messy but yes so is toxicity absolutely so the fine line molly and i have mm-hmm. talked out is that through the messiness there's always improvement
0: mm-hmm.
1: so yes. just because there's like a fight or a breakup and a makeup or whatever yeah doesn't mean that there's your relationship is unhealthy. It's like mm-hmm. what you do with that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, saying toxic things to each other, no matter if there's improvement, obviously needs to be looked at, for sure. Um, but it's as far like right. We're not accepting apologies anymore. All we're mm-hmm. accepting is change behavior. Is
0: changed behavior. Changed behavior. Yep. So
1: <laughs> if you get into it all the time over the same thing and nobody's changing anything, mm-hmm. it's awkward. Yep. Um, if you guys get into an argument and you use that to both grow and take a look at your own self and your behavior and figure out like, how can I do this more consciously? How can right. I show up healthier? Is this, a behavior that's just who i am or can this be shifted for me to show up in like a higher frequency or more consciously yeah. in the relationship
0: yes 100% i um saw a thing today actually on instagram so divine timing <laughs> but um it was about like having a conscious relationship and how there's three parts to it and there's like you and there's me, and then there's the relationship, and, like, they talk to it as, like, the relationship is, like, this garden that you both, like, pour into, and, like, you water, and you nourish, but then, like, you separately, like, are your own individual plants, and, like, you need watered, and, like, you need nourished, and, like, then you can come together and, like, grow in your garden, and I was, like, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, it was just such, like, a really nice picture for me to, like, understand, and I swear to God, this cat always tries to debut himself on this damn podcast. (laughs) just hearing him like what the heck he's such a snob he only drinks water from the faucet so he just made my ass get up to turn his damn water on you knew exactly what it was too yeah I did
1: (laughs) um but
0: yeah I just think that it's really important to just like evaluate your relationships and see like you said if it's growing or if you're just literally digging the same damn hole every single time
1: (laughs) Oh, that was a good one with the garden analogy. Yeah, yeah. You like how I (laughs) reference. And I feel that in your heart, in your soul, if you really get quiet for a few minutes and listen to yourself, you already know. Yeah. You know if your relationship is Toxic, messy, or progressive, messy. I don't know. If that's yeah. Right. No, you totally I just do. Turns like, up on the
0: fly. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I really like that. <laughs> Let me jot that down really quick. <laughs> no, you absolutely do. And I'm doing a segment like at the end of this um, episode, so I'm gonna go in more details. But I um, had put out some feelers, just like asking people questions and like about their relationships online and people will even just like slide into my DMs, like asking for advice on different like topics. And lately I've had so many people coming to me, like just, just sharing like so much in depth about their relationship and like the problems that they're experiencing and like the toxic behaviors that like their partner is implementing, you know, all the things. And it's almost as if like they need my permission to leave or change or do something. And I'm like, if you are seeking someone else's validation or permission then like it's probably not a very healthy situation
1: you know what I mean I, I listened to another podcast I think it was mm-hmm. on Paige's podcast but it might have been Paige on somebody else's but it was like okay. if you have to ask a stranger on the internet for advice or validation about your relationship it's probably not okay
0: mm-hmm yeah No, it's so true. And, like, I love that people feel comfortable enough coming to me, and that's not where I'm getting at at all, but I'm just Mm -hmm. saying, like, I've even been them. Like, I've Mm -hmm. even sought out advice from, like, a third party that had no clue of what was going on, just to, like, validate my fucking feelings and, like, give me internal permission to do what it is I already knew I needed to do. You know what I mean?
1: I mean, that's the same thing as, like, tarot or Mm -hmm. oracle cards or whatever, right? Just like with coaching, mm-hmm. we don't, tarot cards and coaching and whatever else you're gonna throw in that bucket doesn't give anybody the answers. A no. coach is literally telling you, this is what you have to do, run. Like, they're, yes, we're no, not here to tell you how to live your life or no. the answer. We're here no. to help you find that internal answer that's mm-hmm. inside you, generally by asking the
0: right questions. The right questions, yeah.
1: So absolutely. with tarot, it's like you could get the death card, and that could mean <laughs> this relationship's going nowhere; it's gonna yeah. die, or it could be yeah. rebirth, and you're mm-hmm. about to enter into a whole new phase of your relationship. It just depends on what comes up with your intuition when you see the card.
0: Absolutely, no, absolutely. I think mm-hmm. that's so so spot on.
1: So I think that it always comes back to your truth.
0: Hmm.
1: What I've found about my truth is sometimes it's buried under all the things that I think I should have or I think Mm -hmm. I should want or Mm -hmm. comfort and safety. Like I've gotten to know this person. I've already been with them for five years.
0: Mm -hmm. I've I've invested all of this of my life into them and all of those things.
1: So although my intuition and my truth is telling me, this is going to be over. It's not going to last. Like I'm going to stick around because to change it is scary. So we can kind of act like we don't hear the truth.
0: Yeah, we do. We just like avoid it and ignore it. And I feel like the more that I do that in life, like the louder and louder it gets until you have no option but to listen, and like a lot of times that'll mean like very destructive things happening in my life, in order to like get my attention, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah like. <laughs> all the chills. Um, okay, I want to talk about like how we were kind of talking the very fine line of messy, you know. Mm-hmm. And when it's like borderline toxic or borderline, like you know, I'm just like figuring this out, and so are you, and we're like doing it together. Um, so I mentioned it on the last podcast, but this guy that I'm kind of been talking to, I had a conversation with him last night, and Kayla and I kind of talked about this prior, but I'm just informing you guys. So we had a couple conversations really this week, and I asked him if he was talking or seeing anyone else. Um, and I I laid that foundation very very strongly letting him know like this is a safe place like there's not like a right or wrong answer and like I know most bitches be saying that but like I mean that and, like you're <laughs> gonna feel safe enough to be like yeah or no whatever your answer is I just want to be honest and um he was like yeah you know there actually is you know I've been talking to her a little before you and whatever and so it obviously hurt to hear those things and I, I did honestly kind of at first, like, it's like your whole nervous system just kind of like shuts down and you're like, fuck, you know what I mean? And then all of those like old negative, like beliefs and thinking patterns just started to like flood into my mind. And I was like, fuck, I'm not enough. I'm not good enough. You, you just start playing all of these scenarios in your head and you're like comparing and all of the shit. Right. But I. I literally just kept pushing through in the conversation and I just like kept reassuring him, like, thank you so much. I really appreciate that. And it turned into this like really beautiful conversation where he told me all of the things that I'd kind of been wanting to hear about him, how he actually likes me. And, you know, we have so much fun together, all the things. And then last night we just like dove a little bit deeper into that. And I really like stood my ground. And I was like, again, thank you so much for everything you told me and being honest and brave. And that took a lot of balls for you to do that. But also, I just want you to know, like, this isn't something I'm okay with long term. And when you figure it out for you, please inform me, regardless of the outcome, just so that we can stay on the same page or part ways. And he was like, yeah, no, absolutely. Like, I don't want you to think I'm taking your patience or any of this, like, for granted. And I was like, I don't feel that way whatsoever. But one of the biggest things that came up for me was recently, I have had a lot of Things coming up with like open relationships and polyamorous, like all of these like new concepts for relationships for me. And I really saw myself moving in that direction. Like in my next relationship, I really pictured it being like an open relationship. And this whole conversation back and forth this week with this guy has made me realize that I actually don't want that. But I didn't realize, I I guess what I'm saying is, like, I never would have known had this, like, opportunity been not presented to me. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Yeah.
1: And I love that. Um, It's really cool to hear your experience with that because I had a lightweight similar experience last Mm -hmm. year where I think that this is a conversation that needs to be had, especially from someone Mm -hmm. like you who's thought about it um, and explored it. Yeah, where I kind of came to the same conclusion. It's not that mm-hmm. I actually tried it. It was more of just like, what if? How yeah. would I feel? Why am I? Why are we choosing monogamy? Is it because mm-hmm. society and religion and whoever mm-hmm. told us to? Is it because it's all yeah. we've foreseen? Or is it because that's what makes us feel good and mm-hmm. we enjoy it? I wanted yeah. to make sure I was consciously choosing monogamy, not a yes. place of insecurity or mm-hmm. society, what I've always been told.
0: Oh, absolutely. That's kind of what like, led me to those same things. I was like, why do I have this belief? Mm-hmm. And like, I really started to dig into it like last fall. And that's when I was really opening myself to even the thought of it let me tell you it is insane when you decide something the universe is like you sure because it was like within a week of me deciding it was like last October I was like I think I want an open relationship it happened this guy (laughs) slid into my dm's and I was like hey um so I used to be a swinger like I want to like do this with you and I was like the fuck universe but we like kind of started talking trying it on for size and like it felt good but I kind of like what you were saying like why was I doing this? You know what I mean? Um, I was definitely, it was definitely a forced feeling for me and it didn't feel so good. And I was like, well, maybe it was just that person or that situation. You know, maybe if I get represented with like another scenario, then I can like, again, as like my generator self respond to it. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, kind of really happy that this all happened. One, I love that we were able to have that conversation. And I think that when you're really new in the, the talking phase of like dating, of course, there probably are more than just you. You know what I mean? You've been like on dating apps and like going back. Nobody's out single, with single. <laughs> Nobody's fucking single, single. <laughs> Everybody's got like fucking six people in their fucking DMs right now. And so it's like you, you can't be blind in the sense like you have to acknowledge that like they're probably doing the same things you are. So if you're starting to really have feelings for that person, one, I encourage you just to have an open, honest conversation. But two, it just really made me realize, like, "Mm, nope, I'm not going to share. At least not him. Like, if maybe – you know what I mean? And I think it's very, like, situational. I don't know. Fuck. Maybe it's just him I don't want to (laughs) share.
1: See, like, I – I feel like I will share, but you're not going to go out on an alone date. (laughs) Like,
0: (laughs) if you want to, like, come and play, like, okay. (laughs) Exactly. But, like
1: (laughs) – Playing, yes.
0: (laughs) But like you can't just like have you
1: to yourself. No, that that doesn't work for me. And it's not even from a place of insecurity. That's Mm -hmm. what I had to really realize. And okay, the way I view it, and this is what was coming up for me when you were talking, is like I think that Polly is great, and I love that for whoever it works for, and Mm -hmm. I'm fully supportive. Yeah, and in my opinion, my beliefs, my truth, what feels good to me about the world is mm-hmm. that there is the masculine principle of the universe and the feminine principle of the universe and mm-hmm. when you bring them together. That's how you create. Mm-hmm.
0: And that,
1: yeah. When they're in balance, that's ideal. That's like alchemy, the inner mm-hmm. union, right? Like mm. when you have your, that's like mm-hmm. when you have everything balanced within <clears throat> as within, so without, and right. i see it as like the king and the queen and yes kings mm-hmm. and queens can go do whatever they want with whoever they want they're in their when they're in their power right yeah i feel like being chosen as like his queen just mm-hmm. feels good to me and mm-hmm. that is mm-hmm. where i want to live in that mm-hmm. feeling and it's yeah. not from a place of security or like Validating my worth. The only mm-hmm. way you can feel like the queen is to mm-hmm. know your worth and be yeah. in your sovereign power. Absolutely. And that's the only way you attract a king, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like, not saying that people who are poly can't be the king and queen of each other. Yeah, no, yeah, for they sure. The they best totally best can be queens. Right. This <laughs> yeah. is just what feels good and right for me. For you. It, mm-hmm. It's just like him and her, like, mm-hmm. and, you know for people who are in same-sex relationships, like, yeah, and masculine, feminine, isn't, it's a in all feminine. of us,
0: yeah, it's yeah, mm-hmm. um, no, I love that, I think that's so beautiful, and so, also, something that was just coming up for me when you were saying all of that was going back to, like, being in your power and attracting a man, and how, when, and we kind of touched on this earlier, but I want to really go in-depth, so, like, When you are in your power, I feel the most of my power I think I've ever felt in my entire life. Mm -hmm. And (laughs) I feel like you can just see it in my face, in my expressions, but also just like my energy and that I always like show up in. I feel like it's just contagious and like men are attracted to that. And I think it's so different from Molly, like fuck, like even like just six months ago, who was like, just like dipping my toes into my power. And still a little unsure, like, of course, like, I was attracting men, but, like, what kind of men? And you know what I mean? It just was, like – It was getting
1: better six months ago. It
0: was. No, it was totally getting better. But I feel like back then, I was trying to get men to like me, and I wasn't so focused on just, like, being. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I think it's just, like, so different now.
1: Yeah, because the feminine – yeah, we are magnetizing. Mm-hmm. We attract. And so when you are just being and mm-hmm. you're fully in your power, that attracts the yeah. masculine. And yeah. this is what you and I were saying earlier that just yeah. was like the perfect opportunity to say it. Yeah, um, We get so caught up in chasing, not yeah. Yes. that we want this guy to like us and to mm-hmm. love us and to want us. And we, we get so worried about being liked and loved by the person that we're trying to choose that when yeah. they finally choose us and we see who they really are and we take them off this pedestal, mm. then we start shifting the focus into trying to change them because we didn't even Look at who they were being. We were so focused on being validated by their love,
0: Mm -hmm. and then we get it, and we're like, "I don't even like want your love." You know what I mean? I think that that's so true. Like, I can seriously think of so many times where I was like in the whole cat and mouse game, where it was like I was just constantly chasing and like not attracting at all, Mm -hmm. and it was just such like an inner battle, and like it didn't feel good. And then when I kind of, like, flipped the script, like, on myself and was just, like, being in my power and standing in my truth and, like, setting and holding my boundaries and just literally attracting, it was like a fucking siren. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. And this is kind of, I might have talked to you a little bit about this, but, like, what's really inspiring me and, like, the new direction I'm taking things with, like, my message and everything is it's like I saw a meme somewhere a long time ago it always stuck with me and it was like how about instead of finding a rich husband you focus on being a rich wife Mm. and it's like Mm -hmm. I want women to be like so focused on their mission whatever Mm -hmm. that looks like who you're here to be in the world that the relationship comes second and it's so, like, I wrote a post the other day about how the masculine can't resist a woman on a mission.
0: It's and so true.
1: The masculine, you know this, rules mm-hmm. business and money and mm-hmm. all, all the other, all kinds of other fun things. Not all the fun things. <laughs> 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 Lots of fun things. Business, money, right? All those things. Yeah. And so it's not just about attracting the man. The money is going to come to you, all the things that you want. Mm-hmm. And you're focused on your mission, which is like the unique frequency that you're here to offer the world by being in
0: your
1: mm-hmm. fucking Absolutely. Yeah, and like being like taught mm-hmm. from a young age that you have a mission and to focus on that rather than like, mm-hmm. who are we
0: going to marry? And like writing their last name with ours mm-hmm. on it. <laughs> Dude, that's like one of the things I'm so excited about being a mother of like having a daughter, like uh my mom and I talk about it all the time and we're like each generation generation we're just getting better at this. Mm -hmm. And I'm like so excited to teach her and mold her from this time in her life where she's fucking five and focus on exactly those things that you're just talking about. So it's gonna be just so different to like watch like her grow up compared to like me, where I was so focused on the reverse of that. Like you said. Yeah. Wow, that's crazy.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's how I felt about having a daughter as well. And Mm -hmm. you probably feel the same way, but that's what really put me on the path that I'm on today is that I saw who I was being and Mm -hmm. the example I was setting for her. Mm -hmm. I would have continued down the path that I was on and it was not okay. So in order to break the cycle, I had to become this version of myself for sure, And uh, my friend and I joke all the time, well, not joke, but we just like are in awe of mm-hmm. what would it be like to be raised like that from a young age? Uh, we can't even wrap our minds around it. Like no, she I knows can't. all of her private parts and mm-hmm. it's so comfortable being naked and she's yes. the same age as Hattie, right? She's four. Yeah. It's like, imagine being taught to be comfortable in your body from yeah birth. From so, literally
0: birth. Because, like, they're born comfortable. We make them uncomfortable. Do you know what I mean? By, like, not having those conversations at an early age or teaching them that those are shameful, like, things to talk about or believe in. And I recently had a situation where my ex, <laughs> he made out with some neighbor girl and my daughter was not asleep and they thought she was asleep. <laughs> she was, like, "Uh, they thought I was sleeping, but my eyes were wide open. <laughs> <laughs> You told me about that. I know, I die. Oh my god, I, I <laughs> love it, I love it. It prompted so many, like, bomb-ass conversations. I mean, they were hard, don't get me wrong. It was, like, midnight one night, and her and I just gotten out of the shower, and we were, like, in our towels, like, half-naked on my, like, closet floor talking about non-monogamy and, like, private parts, <laughs> and, like, she was like, is daddy gonna marry her now? And I'm like, fuck, like, no, like... I know that's what you think because that's all you've known because you've just seen us like married and now divorced. So we had to have a conversation about like multiple life partners and like when you're intimate and all these things that like five and like, of course it sounds crazy, but like it sounds crazy because we think it's crazy because that's how we were raised. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. She's not going to think that's crazy. She's going to grow up knowing.
1: (laughs) And there's like, I'm sure you, you know this and you're doing it, but I feel like there's so many ways to talk about it that are age appropriate oh for sure and instill the empowerment in them
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah whereas like our i think our parents just didn't like imagine how we communicate compared
0: to i our know you like <laughs> no, learned it
1: from them they didn't even know <laughs> how to communicate these things they no. were uncomfortable talking about it so sure. it's no like shame on them right it's just mm-hmm. we noticed that mm-hmm. we would have benefited from <laughs> having that and so no, now absolutely. we get the chance to do it with our children and i think mm-hmm. that's really beautiful
0: yeah i do too even like standing in you know her power at such a young age and like teaching her what we literally have just been talking about about chasing instead of like attracting this fucking cat you guys just heard him i literally tell her i'm like if you chase him he will run like, it's just the law. <laughs> like, if you chase something, it's going to run from you. So just stay where you are and attract him. And, like, he will come to you and, like, like you know, you pet him. But if you chase after him and you, like, smother him to death, like, he's going to want nothing to do with you. But if you literally just sit on this pretty little couch and let your damn cat come over, he will lay beside you the whole day and let you, like, fucking pet him till he purse. You know?
1: I know you and I have both experienced that in real life.
0: Mm-hmm. Like, Yes. <laughs> I'm like, I, I say these things out loud to her, but I'm like, fuck, I've been doing this for like 31 years.
1: <laughs> as soon as we started focusing on like our mm-hmm. mission and who we are being yeah. and setting the boundaries to be that person,
0: mm-hmm. shit changed fast like so fast. I think everyone thinks that it like takes a long time, but it's like it don't, okay? Because as soon as you decide and you're in your like divine power and like you said you're setting those boundaries but holding them. I swear it, it felt like overnight. I know it wasn't, but it literally felt like overnight. Same. I
1: was just going to say it was like the next day.
0: <laughs> it was I feel like I woke up the next day and I was like I felt like a whole brand new bitch (laughs) (laughs) like it's a fucking vibe right I mean yeah no it seriously is
1: (laughs) I will look in the mirror and be like who is she
0: I Mm -hmm. literally
1: I will Mm -hmm. catch myself in the mirror and it's like my face looks different yeah I literally look different Mm -hmm. I totally know a few months ago and it's all yeah
0: It's totally the vibe. It's just like everything is changing at such a cellular level. And like, my, like my DNA isn't even the same. It's just like it's, insane. You, you know,
1: no. yes. Girl, <laughs> uh, <laughs> my lips are getting bigger. My hips mm-hmm. are getting bigger. My boobs are bigger. I know. Bigger. We were like, talking I'm about this so last in my week. I like energy. <laughs> yes.
0: It's like, I'm in my, my boobs are so much bigger and I'm like, where'd you come from? Like I've always had big boobs, but like, they just like here, you know?
1: He's like, yeah. are you okay? Do you need to take a pregnancy test? I was like, I already did like five. <laughs> We're good.
0: Trust me, like it's cleared.
1: It's <laughs> <laughs> just a fucking vibe. That's what I told him. I was like, it's a vibe. Literally.
0: No, it is. It's a vibe. I'm here for it, but it's so true and it's so crazy. And I feel like So much of my life I spent in my masculine because I never have received like a very healthy masculine interaction like in real life that I was constantly just being that for myself. And it wasn't until I honestly, I feel like within like the last few months, I allowed myself to just like surrender into it and be like, Bitch, you ain't got to be so harsh all the time. Like, you don't have to be on your game. Like, you can crumble and you can fall apart, but like, also, like, you can just, like, be. And it's not always, like, so fast and, like, so hardcore. And I feel like I'm finally, like, truly in my femme, and I feel like I've healed so much of that.
1: Yeah, that is, that is so healing to the feminine, because mm-hmm. the feminine is being, and the masculine mm-hmm. is doing, and you can't what you yeah. doing. Also, no, um, something that came through for me recently was that we... As we're a masculine society. We're in patriarchy, right? We're probably right. programmed to be more masculine. But what I'm also finding is that like we move into survival mode, and we want to protect mm. ourselves. And what is the masculine mm-hmm. providing and protecting? Mm. So of yeah. course, the masculine is going to take over more to
0: protect right. us.
1: So mm-hmm. when we start to learn to trust again, that's mm-hmm. when the masculine can like chill. And feminines able to like
0: come back in and be. Mm -hmm. I think it's honestly one of the hardest things I've done is to like truly be in my feminine because like you were saying, like it's so societal and like very basic belief systems, but like it's easy to be in your masculine. And I feel like it takes a lot of fucking work, a lot of digging and soul searching to like get to the point where you're like truly in your feminine power.
1: And to where you don't, like, demonize or diminish the mass.
0: Yes, 100%. So I um, – a lot of my listeners, I know have already going to have seen this, but I posted a picture on Facebook, and it was literally just of me in a laced bodysuit, and, like, you saw half my ass. That's it, guys. Mm, half my I fucking ass, picture. okay? <laughs> I know. It was such a good picture. I mean, I posted worse things on Instagram, let's be honest. Shame. And so the story was just about, like – kind of what we've been talking about how like there's that fine line between like messy and like the toxic messy where this guy last week I was like I want to see you and he literally dropped everything and drove from West Virginia which was like a two and a half hour drive to come see me and I had sent him the picture while he was on his way and he was like jokingly like coming for that ass so that's why I posted the picture but I was like that shit just hits different then a guy who texts you at 2 a.m. because he's drunk, and he's like, what are you doing? And you respond to his fucking text, and he's like, I'm coming for that ass, and it takes him a five-minute Uber ride. You know what I mean? Like, it just hits so different, and there's such, like, a fine line between, like, the two of those.
1: Right? Like, <laughs> he can say the same shit, like, dirty-ass shit like, to me that, like, yes! that, and I'm like, mm, yep. Tell me more. Yes. That some other person could say to me, yes. and I'd be like, oh, why are you not I would be like appalled. Right Thank yes. you. Yes.
0: <laughs> like literally, like the shit that this guy says to me, like if anyone else ever said this, I would vomit in my mouth and I'd be like, no.
1: We do the dirtiest things. Like, I would have yes, never even wanted to do that before. <laughs>
0: like, bitch, I can't even. No, like, same. I was trying to have story time at my daughter's party when everyone left, and it was just my girlfriends and I. <laughs> and I was, like, telling them some of the shit that he did to me, and the look on all of their faces was, like, disgustion. Disgustion. Is that a word? <laughs> Disgusting. <laughs> wow. And all of them were like, "Mm, hard pass, hard pass. And I was like, oh, my God.
1: (laughs) We're going to have to compare notes when we shut this (laughs) recording off.
0: (laughs) Right, though? (laughs) Um, But, no, it's so true. Like, I would never, ever, ever let a man that is not in his masculine like this guy is. And when I say masculine, I mean, like, his divine masculine. Like, this guy communicates so like easily with me and he is so vulnerable with me and it's such like a healthy interaction and the guys that I was fucking around with last year like so not that way whatsoever and it was just so toxic and it just hits so different like I would let this man do and say so many inappropriate fucking things to me because I know that they're coming from a genuine place and he like means them and they just fucking hit different (laughs) you
1: know Um, girl yes I, I was also thinking something, but then I was gonna say I called him daddy. I've never done that before, and I completely <laughs> forgot what I was gonna say. <laughs>
0: I'm All about the daddies, okay? We all know this.
1: <laughs> it started out as a fun like... thing, like a joke, and I was super <laughs> uncomfortable with it. And now
0: it's like the thing, that daddy energy. No, literally, it's like that daddy energy. I'm not even fucking around with it, like me and my best friend Dakota were like daddy or don't because it's like you you have to like be a daddy or like I don't want it (laughs) and like that's literally what we refer to as like the divine masculine in our lives we're like is he a daddy or no the (laughs) standard it's the new standard and I ain't fucking coming for anything but Is actually going to be a part three to that because her and I just wouldn't shut up. It was so long. So I'm definitely going to just edit that so that we will have another episode with Kayla next week. So look forward to that on Friday as we fin- up ta- finish up talking all about daddies and their energy. But for this portion, I'm going to do a little QA with you guys. And I took it to the gram and a little on Facebook. And you guys had some really great questions. Um, the first and most requested everyone wants to know who the fuck was daddy and what are the diaries all about and honestly <laughs> I met daddy last January on hinge we matched in pretty much everything in that story was a hundred percent real um and there were so many more other fucked up and great things that happened but I didn't really like disclose all of that information because I just really want to respect people um however yeah he's a he's a fuck daddy for sure um he just like emotionally wasn't available And I attracted that because I have attracted emotionally unavailable men my entire life because I personally was emotionally unavailable. Um, But yeah, so I don't speak to him at all anymore. He tried to speak to me around New Year's and I just wasn't having it. So uh, yeah, cut that shit off and blocked. (laughs) Um, Another thing you guys are really curious about are, are just like, what are some of the podcasts that I like to listen to? And sticking with that daddy theme energy. I do love me some good call her daddy. Um it really is just a great listen and it's very inappropriate like my life. So, I'm here for it. It's great. But as far as like inspirational podcasts that I listen to a lot of, um one of my friends has one called The Woo Woo Experience and it's so good. Uh, another one of my really good friends, she will actually be on this podcast as well. Um, she has one called the rebirth circle and then i listened to the Paige michelle show um with Paige filiator and it's really really good oh gosh what else hmm anything like oprah and like like all of her like super soul sundays are just so so good i have not really gotten into like the murder mysteries or like any like crime stories i don't know i don't know i'm just like more inspirational and like vulgar you know that's kind of my jam Um, another really good question that actually kind of took me by surprise, um, was about my salon that I opened, um, and like built in Canal Winchester, Ohio, um, when I was still married actually. And the person that asked the question was curious as to why I left, you know, the salon that I opened and how the partnership was with the girls that I was in business with. And it's such a good question. And if you actually go back, I believe it was on the first season. I do a whole episode on that entire experience, um, and what that kind of looked like, way more in depth if you know, you're wanting to know why I basically opened a brick and mortar salon with a couple of friends and walked away from it, you know, thirty thousand dollars in debt and just handing it over. Um It had everything to do with where I was in my life. I was in the very beginning of like going through my divorce and getting things finalized. And then I was, you know, a single mom and I was trying to like kind of date again, but I just wasn't taking care of myself. I was throwing myself into drinking for the first time ever in my entire life and um, experiencing life as a single mother and then basically numbing myself when my daughter wasn't with me. It was just not a good combo whatsoever to be owning a business. Um, I take a lot of responsibility for what happened in those partnerships and why they, you know, essentially failed if we're going to call it that. But to me, it was honestly the biggest win of my career because I learned so fucking much and I don't feel that like anytime we fail it's like the end of the road I feel like it's just a detour to a different path in our life and um had I stayed where I was I wouldn't be where I am I wouldn't be who I am so I'm so grateful um that those partnerships and friendships actually failed because my life is just like everything I've ever dreamt it could be and I know I'm not even where it's going to be and like Back then in those moments when life was really dark for me, I dreamt of this life that I have now. So I literally cannot fathom or imagine it any other way, but I will say fucking owning a business with people is hard as hell. Oh my gosh, it's so hard. And i've been presented with opportunities you know more recent to do the same thing again and the universe every single time it like pulls it out from underneath me and it's like absolutely fucking not you're doing this on your own you don't need a fucking soul like you are destined to do this solo and that's just my journey and i know it's not for everyone but for me personally uh don't go into business with friends (laughs) hey um and then the last question will literally like Ten of you asked this. (laughs) But the last question um that was really, really popular was details on my current crush. And um I'm not gonna tell you. (laughs) Sorry. You guys get enough information about him basically through this podcast. And he's the guy that does the intro, so like you can hear his voice. And sometimes I like will sneak selfies and like post them so you guys can kind of sneak and like you know the mystery's there, but I'm not gonna disclose all of the information Um, I'm really enjoying whatever is evolving here and we're just like taking our time getting to know each other, um, and seeing if this is something that we both see, you know, picturing ourselves doing for a long term. And until then, mum's the word because y'all don't need to know fucking nosies. Just kidding. I would be the same fucking way. And honestly, I don't really blame you guys because so many of my listeners and my followers have been through it with me from, literally in my marriage you most of you have seen me very unhappily married and then going through my divorce and then even after that like trying to date and just finding myself so I understand your guys's investment in all of my relationships and I truly appreciate you guys so much like you have no idea the amount of outpouring love that you guys have been sending me you know whether it's in regards to him or not but like you guys just see literally me and my divine femme like Kayla and I talked about but like I am just so happy regardless of who is in my life like I am in a place that I am so secure in who I am I am so confident in where I am and where I'm going that honestly like you know we create our happiness like life doesn't create our happiness so I'm just in a really good place and you guys see it and you know it and I'm so thankful for. All of your support. So I don't know. If he sticks around, then you'll get to know him. Okay? Okay. All right, guys. I will see you next Friday. I'm so stoked for part three with Kayla. And then the week after, I'm going to do a really, really cool sit down with the girls from my salon. Um, There's four of us on my tribe. And we're going to talk about our relationships behind the chair with our clients and then building relationships with your team members. So that's going to be a cool twist. And I'm stoked. Bye, babies.
1: (sniffs) you <sniffs>